welcome to episode 26 of Monster Jamboree, guys. It's another minisode this week because I've been busy, Eric's been busy, everybody's been busy. It's been a busy season. Busy, 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 busy. So uh, it's just going to be me again today. And guess what, guys? I watched a movie this time. I watched a okay movie. I actually don't really know how I feel about it. Uh, <laughs> I watched The Basement, which is on Netflix right now. It, man, it was a movie. I really don't know how to feel about it. It wasn't bad, but um, there were, there were a lot of things that it, it was uh, it, it was a torture movie, guys. Not really my specialty. Not really super into that. Despite my my uh, uh, tendency to the two. I guess defend Hostel. I don't really feel like doing that for this movie because Hostel was a sort of a, a new thing for its time. It it was its own new thing. It didn't really fit other things. It it was the first of its kind. Not maybe not the first, but I mean it was the first of its kind in the mainstream. I want to say, whereas this movie was unnecessary torture. I mean, just across the board, uh, completely unnecessary. Uh, so the movie starts. It's a man and a woman, and they've accomplished some lovemaking, which I mean, good for them. The woman says, "Oh, I'm out of wine. Can you go to the store for me?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, for sure. I could totally do that." Drives his sick fucking car to some just trash fucking, like, convenience store, which you'd figure, you know, they the dude's house, in combination with the really nice car that he's driving, immediately sets in just in a very unbelievable precedent that he would go to some rinky-dink fucking convenience store for wine. Because, A, if the dude can afford all the stuff, he can afford nice wine, he can afford to buy nice wine for his lady, and they're not going to carry that at the convenience store, so it's very, very dumb that this would be where he gets done in because again like he's rich clearly very very rich it's established that, it's a, that he's a rich man and for some reason he goes to a shitty convenience store for probably you know five dollar wine not very believable usually you know maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong here but i feel like men who have the kind of people in general you know people who have that kind of money aren't going to go to some rinky dink fucking spot for shitty convenience store wine that's not what they're gonna get uh, at least i i wouldn't assume that they would do that but i guess that's what he did so uh fuck it that's what happened and yeah so he goes to this convenience store sees a newspaper article about this gemini killer which it comes into play later and if you're smart about movies you'll probably pick up on the clue pretty quickly but i'm not really a detective not really great at picking up context clues so uh wasn't exactly something i picked up on right away so he gets kidnapped by this fucking guy and taken he's taken into the namesake of the movie which you know i gotta give it to the movie makers um location was three areas there was the convenience store, there was the basement, or and just the, that that house in general, 
And then the dude's house. Pretty simple location. Three locations for a movie. Top notch directing. Uh, great work on location, guys. That's that's an accomplishment. Shooting it in three areas and not necessarily making that be boring. Good job. I'm gonna appreciate that. So he's in the basement, all tied up, and suddenly a clown descends upon him in this basement. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? Blah, blah, blah. You know, typical, like, oh, you gotta let me go, you gotta let me go kind of stuff. You know, trying to avoid being tortured and blah, blah, blah. Doesn't really succeed at it. He keeps going, and there's, it's, you know, just typical kind of weird stuff. But the man who was once a clown suddenly becomes a cop. You know, he he's dressed as a cop, and he comes down and you know, pretends under arrest or whatever. So you can kind of, you're starting to think, oh, then maybe this dude's a little bit unhinged or whatever. Well, meanwhile, the guy's wife is, you know, oh my God, I can't find my husband. Where He was supposed to, you know, just come back with wine. Where is he? Where is he? Oh no, oh no. And, you know, calls in the police and or all that stuff. Or call, not calls him in, but just calls the police in general. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh man, I can't believe that, you know, my husband's gone. You, why, why aren't you guys helping me? He's, he's been gone for three hours. Which... I'll have I'll have some commentary about that later, I believe. But uh, for now, he's in the basement getting tortured, and the, he goes from a cop to some sort of uh, you know detective guy who's interrogating him. So you're getting the impression that this dude who's you know gonna kill him, you're, at least you assume that he's gonna kill him. He's down there, he's interrogating him as a sheriff, and you're like, all right, this guy's a little bit off his rocker, and you get the sense that this is gonna just keep going on throughout the whole movie. Because and, and if you watch that, you'll be right. Because that's exactly what happens. Uh, literally, the entire movie is—it's I think four people, four people in the whole fucking. Uh, excluding extras, there are four characters. Uh, one of them is mostly useless. Yeah, she's mostly just there for story purposes. The other is his wife, who's again. When I started as a pretty useless B plot, and essentially, um, because you know you, you the main the guy being tortured, you want him to be the hero, because of course, if, you know, obviously you don't want the hero to, or the killer to win. And this is actually one of the few movies where, yeah, you know what, the, they didn't really have a big twist that made that untrue. I mean, obviously, you know. The, there's always, you know, some character flaw that occurs with the main character who's being tortured where you're like, oh, maybe does he deserve it? So, as the guy keeps getting tortured, so on and so forth, the, the more and more is revealed about the guy who's torturing him. You know, he, he starts to, at first, you know, he seems to be, like, acting, and you get the sense that he's just doing a bunch of weird characters because he's insane. Well, I mean, he is. Like, you'd have to be to kill people, but... You get the sense that he's just completely unhinged. You don't get the sense that this is like a planned situation. But eventually he starts to reveal details about himself, more or less, that you think, okay, maybe this is real. So the main guy who's being tortured tries to kind of like manipulate him into letting him go because he's, you know, he's like, oh, if I can fuck with this crazy guy, like maybe if I play along into his delusions, maybe he'll let me go, which, you know what, I can't blame him. That's a pretty valid thought to have. I, w you know, I would also probably try that if begging and pleading and all the other things that he did 
you know, if all that stuff doesn't work, then yeah, you know what? Play into the delusions a little bit, see if that works. So he keeps going, you know, it, it goes from, you know, it, it goes through the whole basically uh, arrest process of, you know, a person who would have committed murder because basically the cop comes down, you know, as I mentioned earlier, and he starts like, oh, you killed these people, blah, blah, blah. And then the detective's like, oh, you're fucked now, you killed all these people. And that turns into a, I believe the next one is a prison inmate, is the guy, you know, he's doing a character of a prison inmate, starts fucking around with that. And the prison inmate, I believe, becomes, I think a doctor. I think it goes from prison inmate to a doctor. Because the prison inmate cuts the dude's fucking fingers off. Which is, you know, oh, so I, I guess I should mention the main character is a guitar player uh, named Craig Owen. So, uh, the writer clearly liked Chiodos because Craig Owen, the Craig Owens, rather, is the, uh, he was in Chiodos. I'm not exactly sure what he did, but he was in Chiodos. I think he was a guitarist slash singer. He was in Chiodos. So, they have Craig Owen is the name of this character. Which I think that's a kind of sh- there. That's there's no way it isn't a shout out. Like it, it for sure is. Otherwise, it's the weirdest coincidence. But no, it's. I'm pretty sure it's very clearly a a reference that the writer wanted to put in for some reason. I don't know if maybe he knows somebody in Chiodos. Maybe the guys from Chiodos wrote it. I don't fucking know. But uh, yeah, they they did that, which was fine with me. I guess I don't really, I don't really know how I feel about it. Um. I feel like using a name that close to uh, somewhat rock stars. Not, I don't want to say hacky, but it's definitely like, all right, come on now. Like, you couldn't have just made up a different name. You had to go with an established name. But I digress. Not really huge to the plot. But yeah, so he cuts off the guitar's fingers. Then, then it goes to a doctor. And doctors, you know. He sews him up or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, you know, you're fucked with these fingers. You know, can't reattach them. But don't worry, we're just gonna sew you back up and reattaches the dude's fingers and all that." Wh- or no, he does not reattach them. He sews up the guy's fingers, I should say, which is, it's a you know, and unlike you know, not that you know, I feel like I need grotesqueness in horror and like gore and all that stuff, but like, I guess. Th- you don't really get the sense of like, oh my god, oh that has to like it's just, it's very bizarre, the dynamic. You don't really get a sense of like, oh man, I bet that like, it's very sur. It's not. It's surreal in the sense of like, I don't really care what happens to this guy. Like I don't like you don't get that like weird secondhand, uh, that secondhand pain that you get with other t- kind of torture movies. Or maybe I'm just numb to it, which is that's distinctly possible. But throughout the movie, there's more and more weird shit happens. So he he goes from like the doctor to I think the guy's you know a lawyer, and the lawyer's like, oh well, we did our best, but it turns out you're gonna be executed. And he's like, oh fuck, oh shit, like I you know this crazy guy's for sure gonna kill me because he's doing all this role playing stuff, and for sure you know the logical conclusion is that he's gonna kill him. So he's you know really trying to get his shit fixed. So then it goes from believe the lawyer to the um, quote-unquote his dad so basically at this point you're kind of figuring out like oh the killer is role-playing as if the guy that he's torturing is him if he were to be caught for murder so he's you know going through these stages 
maybe, I don't know, maybe it might even represent the stages of grief. If I looked into it further, I didn't really pay that much attention to that. But, you know, I th they, 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 ex not explain, but that's kind of a major part is there's just a bunch of different characters. So he has, has this thing with his dad and he tries to say, you know, like, oh, dad, you got to help me, you got to help me. And then, of course, he doesn't. And then he goes to his mom. He's like, oh, mom, you got to help me, you got to help me. And eventually the guy who's dressed as a woman, his, you know, his mother, so to speak, uh, gives him a, like, little file to help him cut his bonds. And he does so eventually. Um, I think it's after, I believe it's after he gets, you know, to pick his last meal or whatever. You know, he picks pizza, which there's like a whole thing. He wanted a 20-pound smoked turkey or fried turkey. Fuck if I know. And the guy's like, no, it has to be a cheeseburger or pizza. And it's like, yeah, fuck off. Like, if you're going to fucking, if you're going to go through the trouble of this crazy role play, come on, man. Get at it. I digress, though. So this continues. It turns from that to, like, a prison guard kind of guy who's like, ah, oh, dude, he's just trying to, like, pal around with him, basically. Which, again, you know, he's just doing his, doing his role-playing thing. Not really too notable. Nothing really too notable happens throughout the entire movie, if I'm being completely honest. It's not exactly a driving mo I played video games the whole time I watched it, and I got the gist of it. I'm not, like, I, 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 I don't have time to have hobbies and watch movies still. I also didn't want to just sit down and watch a horror movie at 4.30 in the afternoon. So I, I did both things. And I got the general premise of it. There wasn't a lot of, like, gripping dialogue. There wasn't a lot of things that made me want to, like, I needed to stop playing games or that I needed to pay attention to. It was pretty basic. Which, I mean, I don't necessarily, I don't want to count that against the movie, but, I mean, it is something that I have to mention. That it, it's not particularly attention grabbing, and it's a perfect throw on in the background kind of movie. Cause you can c once the characters come on the screen, so to speak, they're like you know the clown, and then you know the fucking you know the cop and the detective, all that shit. All of that sort of happens. You just you and you, f you you pick up on it. You don't really need to listen to what everybody's saying. So eventually, it goes from. Alright, so it goes from the mom, or yeah, the dad to the mom to the prison guard, I want to say. And then the prison guard gives way to, well, he he gets out and then gets re-caught, I guess. Which, dumb, 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 dumb. Like, he went about it all wrong as an escapee. He did not... He didn't do it correctly at all. He didn't watch his back. He just ran in a panic and died. Well, not di well, yeah, eventually, yes. You know, spoiler, he fucking dies. But no, he didn't die right away. He gets tased and put back, and then a priest, you know, the, uh, you know, him dressed as the priest comes in, and he gives him his last rites and blah, 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 blah. Does all that shit, and then he, the fucking priest character, like, carves a fucking symbol. I guess the Gemini symbol? Because he's the Gemini killer, carves a Gemini symbol into his head. Does that. And then eventually the executioner comes in, you know, torturee is getting, you know, is begging for his life. Oh, no, don't kill me, don't kill me, don't kill me. Meanwhile, this whole time in the movie, the girlfriend, or the wife, rather, is, you know, you know, calling the police and has her best friend over talking about, like, oh, man... Uh, I think, you know, I, I don't know who, it, and then, like, maybe, you know, she starts saying, oh, I think, 
I think, you know, he might be cheating on me. I know he's cheating on me. And she's with her best friend. The best friend starts getting, you know, a little bit, you know, sketched out. Because, bada bing, bada boom, surprise, surprise. I'm going to go ahead and sort of, you know, tie everything up with a nice bow here. Because if you haven't figured it out at this point in the movie, his wife hired this guy to kill him. Which, I mean, it doesn't take a fucking detective to really figure that out because again there are four characters in this movie there can't just be one guy like otherwise the B plot wouldn't make a lot of sense like oh Jesus there 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 has to be some sort of reason why this shit is going down and you figure it out like oh wife figures out that the guy's cheating on her wants her husband dead and he's cheating on her with the best friend which is why this whole fucking character movie took place to begin with so yeah the you know executioner guy same, I mean, it's all the same guy but just you know, now he's an executioner cuts his head off with a blowtorch which I mean sure I don't know if that's fucking possible I'm sure it, I'm sure it is it, it wouldn't I mean I don't know if he, I don't even know if it's necessarily a blowtorch it looked more like some sort of like a welder which I don't that might be a blowtorch but I, you know when I think of a blowtorch I don't think of anything that could get hot enough to do that but hey you know what I don't know anything about cutting off heads with fire so it's not my area of science expertise but that happens cuts his head off with the thing rips his head off and then it cuts to one month earlier and it's the killer guy hanging out with this you know with the wife in the movie and they are talking, and the sister's like, oh, well, uh, surprise, it's, his sister is the killer's, the guy who dies is married to the serial killer's wife, their brother and sister, twins, that's why it's a Gemini thing, you know, fucking symbolism and everything, uh, wife has found out that husband is cheating on her with her best friend, wants her dead, knows her brother is a serial killer after putting together like the weirdest loose ends. Figures out the brother is a serial killer, hires the, you know her brother to kill her husband for her because she couldn't just get a divorce like a normal human. No, she had a prenup and she's greedy and wanted to keep the money, which you, fuck, fuck. This is what this this is where my really problem with the movie kind kind of comes in. Justifying murder b- by saying, oh, they, you know, he cheated. No, fuck off. She's a horrible person, and so is he. They're, like, I hate this weird thing where, oh, man, oh, he cheated. He's so bad. You know, he deserves to die. Yeah, cheating's a bullshit, shitty, shitty thing. But, um, hey, don't fucking kill people, maybe. That's also pretty fucking shitty. Not super into that. I think that was a... I just, I don't like movies that kind of pull... I don't... I don't do this whole retribution justifying why bad things happen kind of shit. That it it's there's that this is why I didn't get the movie a higher rating than I did. Because they really could have I don't know made it like some sort of valid reason some sort of way to actually justify why this woman did this fucking awful thing. Why did I say it so weird? Awful. Oh, we did an awful thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he did. Like, cheating is bad. Don't cheat on people. Ever. That's shitty. Just don't date. Dating is fucking... Stop having sex. Ever. 
Just people suck. Get away from them. But don't cheat. Fuck. Don't ghost people either. Because that shit sucks too. I mean, I can get it. I would never kill anybody, like, or even consider it. But, like, you know, I've had anger toward somebody. I would never kill them over it. Especially not over fucking cheating. Like, fucking get over it. You can divorce. You can get the fucking, like, yeah, you signed, oh, you signed a prenup. Yeah, well, you fucking probably violated it if he cheated on you. Like, <laughs> come on now. I think things are here. Pretty sure the prenups have, like, specific things that can violate them. And if he included, hey, I might cheat on you in the prenup, that's on you. You're a fucking idiot for marrying him. Unless, like, she married him just for the money. But then, like, she seemed to be genuinely upset that he cheated on her with her best friend. So, I mean, not, nothing, not, none of it made sense. If she has that sort of moral code, then she wouldn't have married him for the money in the first place. And again, if she had a prenup, then she was definitely marrying him for love. Or so you think. So you'd figure that somebody who's genuinely evil, like somebody who's capable of ordering a murder, would, you know, I don't know, probably not marry somebody with a prenup. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It, the whole fucking premise of this movie went to shit. It, well, no, the, no, it didn't. No, there was no premise to this movie, to be completely fair. It was just a fucking... It's just it's just torture, guys. And I, I can't do it with these fucking torture movies anymore. They're fucking so old hat. Especially when the fucking torturee ends up looking like a bad guy. Like, fucking come on. I don't want to watch a guy get fucking maimed and murdered and scream for his life and beg and cry and try to... Think. I don't want to watch that shit. I really don't. I like ghost movies. I like monster movies. I like fucking scary demons. I like movies where the victims are actually victims. And in this movie, they tried to villainize the victim. And I don't like that aspect of horror. I think it's a fucking hacky move. Oh, well, actually, he did an evil thing. No. Trying to equate the two, which is what he's trying to pull off, is... Or he, she, whatever. Whoever the fucking direct is... Trying to equate cheating to murder or justifying it in some sort of way. Fuck off. This is promoting domestic violence in a way, in my opinion. I'm not super into that. Also, they tried to humanize the fucking serial killer again. You know, they, they you know, showing looks into his past and, oh, well, you know, this fucked up thing happened followed by this fucked up thing. And, well, that made him fucked up. So, really, you know, he's a victim too. No. <laughs> I have no sympathy for somebody who kills anybody. Not a goddamn ounce of sympathy. If you kill somebody because you want to, you're a garbage person. If you kill somebody for like in a moment of passion or whatever, like you're you're garbage. The idea of killing somebody should never rationally be in your mind ever. It should never be put into practice. It like it, this whole thing where we try to you know get into the mind of serial killers and try to just not, maybe not even justify but explain their actions Wait, why why are we giving second thought to these fucking losers I, I i feel sort of the same way like i used to listen to true crime podcasts and there are some that i there's one in particular that i still do but it also has paranormal aspects so i can i can kind of deal with the real crime but there i listen to some of these real crime stories and it's just disgusting especially some of just some of them are so horrendous. And we 
maybe not glorify the act, but we we give these people. Uh, we it's like a vicious cycle, you know. What if some fucking psycho out there hears a true crime podcast and it's like, wow, look at how many people know my name. It's exactly what they wanted, if they're doing it in a specific way. I mean, sure, there are some stories in the true crime podcast where it's just idiots being idiots, but then there are some true psychopaths out there, just like the person in this movie, and the fact that we're trying to humanize them, the fact that we're trying to be like, oh well. Look what might cause people to kill people. Well, you know what? Bad shit happens to people that don't kill people, too. We shouldn't try to, you know, humanize monsters. That's 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 the message I got from this movie. I think I'm going to give this movie four and a half Draculas. I give it four and a half Draculas for the reasons that I've mentioned before. And also, it's just kind of boring. It's not a bad, like, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't not, I wouldn't tell somebody not to watch it. If somebody was genuinely interested, I'd be like, "Yeah, sure, go for it." You'll pr- if if it lo- if it looks like it's going to pick up, you know, grab your eye, go for it. I think that it's there are some things in it that I don't know, maybe like if you're into torture porn movies, it's really the biggest thing I could vote on it. Maybe not vote. That that's really about the best it's got going for it is that it's a torture porn movie. And if you're if you're into that sort of thing, whatever, cool, fucking fine. Like, you know, as as we say on this show, as long as it's consensual and you're not fucking kids, sure. Do whatever the fuck you want. If you want to role play, fucking torture porn or get off to torture porn, probably there. You know, talk to somebody because you're you know that's probably not healthy. I'm not, I'm not I'm not one to kink shame, but that's one that that's one that I might uh that's one I might you know bite my tongue at, or bite my thumb, whatever the fuck, you know, the Shakespearean phrase is. Getting off to violence is a very, very strange thing to me, but, you know, like I said, if you're not hurting anybody, if it's consensual and nobody's getting, you know, fucked up, I don't know, go for it, I guess. I'm in a weird, I don't know, I, I don't regret watching that movie, but I'm certainly not excited that I did. It was, uh, it was a hot guy getting tortured. He was very attractive. That's the other problem. Is it was a hot guy. I don't like seeing hot dudes getting fucked up. You know, or women, I guess. But hot guys. He had a, he had that fucking feathery, fucking bohawk looking situation. Attractive dude. Didn't like seeing him get his fingers cut off or his teeth smashed in or fucking his head cut off with a blowtorch or what else even happened to him. He got a thing carved into his face. He got smacked around a little bit. Uh, yeah, there it it kind of combined both aspects of like it had psychological horror, it had you know physical torture. Meanwhile, it's giving you kind of the pieces you need to pick up to figure out. Oh, it's the girlfriend. She's the also a villain in this. Meanwhile, the hapless you know quote unquote best friend that he was sleeping with is a useless character. Doesn't really need to be... I mean, I guess needed to be there for the sole purpose of giving some sort of tension, but no, I, don't, I didn't really see why they... It was just... Yeah. I don't know. If you watch it, hit me up. Hit, or Eric. Tell Eric to watch it. If Eric doesn't listen to this, tell Eric to watch this fucking movie so that he can understand my position on it. Because I don't know. I wanted to watch a horror movie, and I watched just torture porn. Not not really. 
not really sure why we can't make spooky movies anymore, why things can't just be scary to be scary. Like, Mercy Black was good. It had spooky stuff. It didn't need to rely on horror. It didn't need to rely on torture. It had a pretty limited uh, set design as well. But you know what? Like, it kept me engaged. It felt real. This just felt very... I'm making a torture porn movie with a message, look at me kind of, you know, student film quality directing and like script writing. And I mean, I'm saying this as a person who's never done either on a professional or even technically an amateur level, but I, this is a passion of mine that I've had forever. And when I, I call things like I see it. And if somebody wants to correct me on it, get your own podcast and correct me on there. But I'm not here to say it was a bad movie. I'm just here to say I didn't like it. I think it was all right. I I wouldn't tell anybody not to watch it. But I would go to punandgame.com where you can find such podcasts as The Grove, Fun Pun Gaming, Monster Jamboree, Not Worth the Time, and of course the fucking one of my absolute favorite podcasts, Two Gives a F, hosted by Wade and Nathan Taylor. Those two dudes are fucking crushing. They make me laugh every week with their fucking podcast. Wade kills me with not worth the time. Fun Pun Gaming has great fucking videos. Make sure you go to punninggame.com. That site has a whole bunch of cool shit for you to check out. And also, you know, I'm on there. If you like this show, you like me, check out The Grove. So, I think I'm about to ready to wrap it up. But, I, you know, of course, I can't. Okay. Oh, of course. Uh, hi, Christy. That's not that. Uh, hi, Christy is of course a staple here. Ah, uh, fuck. This is the last episode of Monster Jamboree.